Welcome back to another episode of, I don't know what to call this YouTube channel. I'm your host, Lexington Jones. This is my co-host, Bronxy. And on today's video, we are talking about your structures. All right, so first thing is we're going to assume that you've done your education, you have chosen your location, and you are in the process of or have already bought your land. So in this video, we're going to talk about the different structures you can have for your glamping business. I will not be talking too much about utilities, the land, or external amenities such as like a fire pit or the experiences that you might and probably should offer your guests in order to be as unique as possible. We are strictly going to be talking about the structure themselves. So there are five things you need to consider when choosing the right structure for your glamping business. The first one being cost, second one uniqueness, third one profitability. Uniqueness and profitability go hand in hand. The fourth one being functionality and the fifth one being depreciation. So next, let's break down each one specifically. Cost is going to be your hard numbers of what you can afford. Basically figuring out the cost of each structure and then making sure that it fits within your budget. The second one is uniqueness. Uniqueness is how much supply there is in the location that you've chosen. So if I do an Airstream in the Grand Canyon, I wanna look and see how many Airstreams are currently being rented out in the Grand Canyon. If there's a lot of Airstreams, putting another Airstream into the market might not be the best decision and maybe doing a tiny home or a yurt might be a better decision. Now keep in mind, uniqueness is directly tied to the next one, which is profitability. The more unique, the more you can charge for your nightly rate. The next is functionality, which encompasses a couple things. For example, like weather. If it's in the Grand Canyon and it gets to single digits in the winter, doing a yurt or a canvas structure might not be the best option. However, if it is in Malibu, California, where it is pretty much 75 degrees and sunny all year round, doing a tent might be a better option because you're not dealing with the weather constraints. Functionality also includes permits. So what is allowed and what is not allowed within that jurisdiction, which we've talked about a little bit in choosing the right location. And finally, functionality encompasses utilities, which some structures require more power or more water than others. Lastly, we're gonna look at depreciation, how well that structure maintains its value. For example, Airstream maintain their value really well compared to tents, which you're going to need to replace every couple of years. So now keep in mind regarding depreciation, what you're doing is creating a cash flowing business. This is not in the traditional sense real estate. So with that out of the way, we're going to discuss the different types of structures, which might be the most fun part of the whole process is choosing the structure you're going to do. So the first one we're going to talk about is Airstreams. Airstreams typically cost anywhere from 10 to $50,000 used. It costs six figures new, but I would highly recommend buying something used and renovating it. So we actually ended up buying two more Airstreams for our property. The first one we bought for 12,000 and put about 20,000 into it. The next one we bought for 24,000. So these deals are to be found around 10 to $50,000 for a used Airstream with about 10 to $20,000 in renovation. As for uniqueness, when it comes to an RV or a trailer, you can't get much better than an Airstream. The chrome exterior really makes it unique. As for profitability, it is more on the unique side. So you're looking to pay back your Airstream uh, within probably the first year. Airstreams will pay off pretty quickly because it is more unique than just a regular travel trailer. As for functionality, the utilities are pretty much the same as a regular house or a tiny home. You're consuming a good amount of water. Uh, as for power, there's a lot of ghost power in Airstreams. And lastly, for depreciation, Airstreams hold their value really, really well because they're so iconic and have that awesome exterior chrome look. They hold their value really, really well. Quick caveat is that our new Airstream is actually up and running. I have been gone for a month setting that up in the Grand Canyon. I'm going to show you guys a bunch of pictures right now. 
Uh, but feel free if you want to check that out on Airbnb, it's able to rent. Next, we're going to talk about RVs. We have an RV and they are basically like an Airstream, but just a little bit worse. <laughs> I'll, I'll go quickly through all of the five steps with an RV. They cost a little bit less than an Airstream, but they're also not as unique as an Airstream. So hand in hand, they're not as profitable as an Airstream. As for functionality, they pretty much function the same thing as an Airstream, draw the same amount of power, etc. And finally, depreciation, they will depreciate more than an Airstream because they're not as unique or as cool factor as an Airstream. Next, we're going to talk about tiny homes, which might be my favorite out of all of them. And this is why uh, there are so many great prefab tiny home companies that are coming out that are so unique and so cool. If you find the right company, can be extremely profitable while still maintaining their value. So first we'll talk about costs. They are pretty expensive. You're looking anywhere from 50 to $100,000 uh, in that range. So they are on the costlier side. So as for profitability and uniqueness, I think that we are just in the beginning of the tiny home movement. And in the next 10 years, we're gonna have badass, really, really aesthetic, cool tiny homes that I think that are going to be extremely unique. Unlike Airstreams, which it's one look, and you know what you're gonna get. As tiny homes progress in their development, they're only gonna get cooler and cooler, so I think that tiny homes is a really, really good uh, structure to invest in. And statistically, our tiny home rents out the best. Part of the reason why it rents out the best is functionality. We There's no ghost power, so it consumes less energy, consumes less water. Um, as for functionality, it also withstands weather. So, I mean, we're, we get into the uh, single digits next to the Grand Canyon. In the Airstream, it's very hard to heat an Airstream. Yes, they are insulated. Yes, they're pretty well insulated, but not as well insulated as a, a tiny home is uh, and can be. So uh, when it comes to insulation, when it comes to utilities, when it comes to the functionality of the tiny home, I think it ranks higher than an RV and an Airstream. And when it comes to uniqueness and profitability, I think it ranks higher than Airstream because of the cool prefab companies that are coming out. However, it does cost more. The one thing I do like about tiny homes is that it doesn't depreciate as much as let's say an RV would. Uh, it holds its value pretty well. Now, that brings me to the next thing. I'm actually starting a prefab tiny home company on wheels. It is called Stargazing Homes. And I am so excited to announce that we are actually underway on our first build. Regarding Stargazing Homes, I am going to do a full YouTube video on Stargazing Homes. So I'm not going to talk too much about it now. But give us a call. Check out our website at stargazinghomes.com. We would love to build a tiny home for you. And let's get back to this video, which is about structure. So next one we were going to talk about is canvas tents. This includes safari tents, bell tents, Mongolian huts, yurts. They are pretty much going to be the cheapest option because you're not having the insulation of a tiny home or an Airstream. So some of the pros is that yes, they are pretty cheap to get into. They are super unique. If you do them right, they are super unique and they will be extremely profitable. But the biggest downside is the functionality. If you choose to do bell tents or canvas, any canvas structures in a place where you get snow or you get high winds or high rains, if you're dealing with highs of highs and lows of lows like we are in the Grand Canyon, it will be probably a better option to do airstreams or tiny homes. However, if you are in a very cool 
mild climate that doesn't really change that often, I think bell tents or any type of canvas structures are a phenomenal idea because the cost to get into them are not that high while being super unique and profitable. I think it's a great option if you are in a climate that can withstand it. As for utilities, you are going to use a lot less power and water when you do a canvas structure compared to a tiny home. Lastly, we're going to talk about geodesic domes. Geodesic domes are awesome. Uniqueness, profitability, all-time high. Uh, cost to get into, not that expensive. They don't cost a lot of money to get into. They are unique and profitable because people love to stay in them. A lot of the money that you're gonna spend on your geodesic dome is the actual deck that the geodesic dome is gonna sit on. However, they are extremely unique and extremely profitable. I've seen some geodesic domes get two to $300 a night and with a very, very high occupancy rate. As for functionality, you are looking at very similar to canvas structures, however, a, a, a little bit better than canvas structures. Yes, you. I think you can get some that are insulated, but a lot of them are not insulated. However, they are pretty, pretty strong when it comes to snow load, when it comes to uh, hot, hot temperatures, you can put an AC in there and, and it can cool down pretty well. So I would put, I would say this, I would say your geodesic dome is related to your canvas structures as your airstream is related to your RVs. I'm going to say that one more time. Basically you have your geodesic domes to, to your canvas structures, right? So geodesic domes being cost a little bit more, but more profitable is the same ratio to airstreams as they are to travel trailers, right? Airstreams cost a little bit more, but uh, are more profitable. Same thing as geodesic domes. They cost a little bit more, but they're more profitable. Uh, and the canvas structures, yurts, Mongolian huts, etc., are the same thing as your RV. That is my assumption. That is what I've seen in the market that at least I'm in and uh, in other markets such as Joshua Tree and out here in California. So before I wrap up this video, I wanna talk about one last thing. When choosing your structures, you have to think about the axioms that we discussed in the first video. The first axiom being your uniqueness is directly tied to your profitability. The more unique you are, the more profitable you will be. And you will sustain that profitability for longer, the more unique you are. So with that in mind, think when you're choosing your structure, one that is unique in your market and one that will continue to be unique in your market as your market expands in the glamping space. And then axiom number four, which is creativity is necessary. When you are choosing these structures, make sure that you are as creative as possible. As I've mentioned in previous videos, I think I mentioned it in the education video, you are going to want to be creative, but also develop an experience for your guests. So it's not just a place to stay, but they can actually do something while they stay at your property. When you're choosing your structure, be thinking about the experience you wanna offer your guests and try to incorporate that in the structure that you choose. And that is my breakdown of each structure. If there are more structures that you want me to break down, I will do them in later videos. I hope you enjoyed this video and I will see you in the next one.